Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Live Lunch. I'm your host, Chris Gallagher. We are at the Argyle Street Arches um, platform. platform. And, I, and I'm joined by Ian Dugan. Good afternoon. I'm making his debut. It's uh, Alan Edgar. Hello, good afternoon. Um, uh, firstly, Alan is handsome. He's handsome. I think what we've done this week is we've swapped Christian out for more handsome... More knowledgeable about football and less Norwegian, which essentially ticks three boxes for me. Three boxes. I mean, look at these baby blues. Beautiful. There are better looking Celtic fans available, unfortunately. I've seen them on Twitter. And also on the plus side, no Louis, which is... Wow, Jesus, you are. No, it's a a positive. Hammering everyone. (laughs) Uh, Firstly, I want to personally thank everyone who's uh, mentioned or tweeted or quote tweeted the fact that we are going full time from the 1st of July. Uh, quite blown away by the response Incredible Thank you to everyone who's taken the time to tweet us And let us know that they will be subscribing Or just wishing us good luck And uh, thank you very much All the details of that will be available In the coming weeks um, We're going to build up to it And uh, it should be really exciting Everyone's going to get involved Ian's going to get involved, get involved yeah. Alan's going to be involved yeah, I'm gunning for employee number two Well, let's just see So, uh, so Celtic have a massive game this weekend. Um, it could be a defining game of our season. It could be the. De- it will be the defi- one of the defining games of the the treble treble season. Alan, how are you feeling about how are you feeling about Celtic versus Aberdeen? I think it'll be a, if you're a neutral. I think it'll be a, a great game to watch. I think if you're a Celtic fan, it could be really difficult. Um, but I, I think everybody's looking forward to it in a way. Um, I'll watch the first game tomorrow to see who the the winner will play, and then I, I think I think it'll go right down to the wire on Sunday. But it should be a cracking day. Hamden's always a great atmosphere. Um, you get along to it yourself? I'll not be going. Um, I'll not be going this Sunday. I'll be watching from the comfort of my home. Comfort of your Sunday. home? Yes. yes. Lovely stuff. Relative comfort. Um, Ian, your kind of initial thoughts. Also, speak into the microphone like that, you fucking dick. Right, okay, right, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, no, I, I would I would say uh, I agree with Alan. I'm 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 pretty nervous going into it. I think it's a game we're definitely not going to underestimate. You know, we've had a good record against Aberdeen this season. We you know pretty unconvincing nil nil draw and um, Celtic Park a few a couple of weeks ago. McInnes is certainly starting the mind games with Lennon in terms of. Playing up the the importance of it for him, and 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 yeah, I think it could go either way. Yeah, um, I think you know the rat had McInnes's ticket punched. Uh, he did. In, in terms of you know he just tactically outmaneuvered him. Um, would you agree with that? He tactically outmaneuvered him most most times. We always had an edge. We always had something up our sleeve, and we always had the patience to make sure we got through ninety minutes against and, Aberdeen. And a lot of Rogers. Best performances were probably against Aberdeen. Yeah, there was one early last season up at Pitodry, one three 0 or something. It was a rip, just the Dembele and the Tierney goals. Yeah. Clicked, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I was thinking about this today about how obviously um, since Rogers has left. Um, oh, careful! Oh, sorry. Since the rat has Look left, that. that looking at where we were coming towards. So, I mean, we played in the League Cup final against Aberdeen, and even though we won. It was, was a tight game. It was a tight game. It was. It's a cup final, so everything goes out. You know, form goes out the window and stuff. But it wasn't the most. It's not left me in a situation where I'm thinking this is going to be a walkover by any means. The the match against them recently, where we drew nil nil at home, and we looked like we could have played for, you know, two hours and not have scored. Um, 
that was worrying. Um, you were making points about that game when you were on the podcast the week after about that this idea that um, Neil Lennon's kind of aesthetic and how he kind of works is that um, we need to score, we need to score. It's like 100 miles an hour. Do you think that could... You know, because if this is a 90, 90 minute and potentially extra time, you think that's going to work against us? My concern, if it did go 120 minutes, would be the, the, the fitness side of it. Um, we've got a, quite a few guys obviously coming back from injury. We've got a big squad, but we're not used to playing games where where it's so physical. The, the, the one thing I had noticed about the last game against Aberdeen, that 0-0 game, was it was a slog. And it would be good if you could see the kind of player data from that game in terms of the distances covered, because we really looked like we were doing a lot of running in that game, but there wasn't a lot of thinking. And that needs to change for this Sunday, because a McInnes team, the one thing they are is well-drilled both mentally and physically um, and I think they'll fancy if it does go 70-80 minutes that they will be able to potentially maybe this time get the edge over Celtic whereas previously we've always had the edge so that would be my concern if it's a really physical fast game um, that Aberdeen might enjoy that a little bit more as yeah. the game goes on Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, I was going to say watching the... I think I've said this before, I've actually watched a couple of Rangers games this season. I wouldn't normally uh, do that, but, but I have done. And um, yeah, the, the replay um, at Ibrox, like really McInnes had them, you know, phys- physically very much on the, the, the kind of the edge of the, of the law. Um, really hard tackling. Uh, you know, I kind of wonder if that's where he's going to go again, again, high press. Right up in our faces, and do you think they will we'll press up in our faces? I don't know if they will. I'm I'm wondering if they're going to set off as to an extent. Well, I mean, obviously he's going to go. They always seems to go man for man, which means. I mean, this is one of the reasons Tom Rogic stands out in this uh, this fixture because yeah. when they go so tight and they go man for man, when you beat your man, you've got more space, and that's where Rogic highlights. I, I think what they'll do. I think what Aberdeen will do is is. Oh, half the, the pitch and they'll press Celtic when Celtic drop into their half into their half the, the one guy that they really take the lead from obviously Shinny won't be playing that's massive yes and, massive. and, and in terms of then maybe sensing because he is the one he's the midfielder that breaks and decides right okay I, I like where they, we're at in the game we'll go and attack them in their own half and then the players take the lead from that but they've known that he's been missing for this game for weeks so they will, they will prepared. be prepared and I think what you'll see is, is um, they'll bring another central midfielder in um, and I think they'll probably give that lead to Ferguson now to yeah. actually be the one and, and it's probably a huge game for him because he's heaped praise on him all season and I think he's going to have he's going to be massive for them if they are going to do that because you can't just allow Celtic to always have the ball in the half. You will need to occasionally go and Pressure try and press. A little bit, yeah. Because you want to see if you can force a mistake. And Shinny is, that's where his strength is. He's not the only player that they've been missing recently as well. So McInnes, of all the criticism you can give him, he does always manage to really make sure that if they are missing players, that they're organised, well-drilled, but that they can still compete without those players. They've been missing Mackay Stephen, been missing Logan. And whether you like those players or not, they're big for Aberdeen. And they're still managing to kind of grind out results, and they've had some huge results recently. Obviously, I'm really impressed with it. Is it the low, low? I I think he's been fantastic. He was he was very good against Forest in the cup final, Um, and he actually came out today and he said like how much he admires James Forest, how good he is. He's only 21. Um, He's young. 
he's, he's a young boy and you know I, I look at him and I think you know is there protect I'm not necessarily saying for us but you know if we're looking for someone to come in and challenge Kieran Tierney we're looking for someone who's going to come in and uh, not play every week um, we're looking for someone who's going to well when I say uh, you want the challenging uh, opposition uh, the, you know your your uh, your backup fullback or your backup centre half or your backup midfielder to want to play and try and push that way. But Kieran Tierney's, you know, one in a million. Um, I suspect he'll probably be looking for full time football and, and I also suspect Derby would want a, uh, a reasonable well, he, he's, he's, he's done very well. He has done well. Um, done really with, on, on the point of Shenny, I thought in the, the draw at Celtic Park, he was excellent. Um, you know, Brown does nine times out of ten have the upper hand on Shenny. Um, but when Shinny gets that opportunity, um, he takes it well. I think he's a good player. You know, he's down in Derby. Uh, they're, they're looking at maybe uh, negotiating terms. I think he'd be a terrific player for them. It'd be a massive loss for Aberdeen. Yeah. The question I ask you both is this: I'll start with Ian. Is this it for McInnes at Aberdeen? If if they win this title, will he uh, this cup? Will they move on? Or because I don't know how much more they can rebuild. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's the same conundrum that you get with any time this way. McInnes. Is, um, I was trying to do Rangers fan TV. <laughs> wow. Well, they're all Eddie bastard. <laughs> I think that's slander. You're the cold. I mean, every time McInnes gets, like when he was linked with the Rangers job, when he was even linked with the Sunderland job, it always kind of feels like, I do you know what, that's a kind of a good time for him. I just don't know what Aberdeen would do next. Yeah. I think they will hold on to McInnes for as long as... McInnes will have them. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, though. With you know, I I, I think this is McInnes's last throw of the dice, and I think that if he doesn't win this, then I think it's one of those things where he, he almost he'll leave if he gets through to the final, and he'll leave if he doesn't because if he doesn't get through to the final, he can't take them any further, and if he gets wins the cup, he can't take them any further. Um, but just we had uh, two of our roving reporters, Rory and uh, Liam. Uh, we're at Celtic Park today. Um, they took in training. Uh, there'll be something coming up later this afternoon that should be really terrific. Uh, they, they've informed us that Benkovic and Burke didn't train. Thoughts on those two, uh, Alan? Would you be looking to start one, two, both? I would be looking to start Benkovic, certainly. Um, I don't think Burke will feature in the starting no. um, lineup on Sunday. I would be very surprised. I know Lennon likes to kind of throw in a surprise, but I think Burke. I don't think he would be near the first team, but Benkovic absolutely would. Um, yeah. Benkovic and Ayer um, would really be important. And it's a you need two fits and a halves and ready to go. And if Benkovic hasn't trained today, he'll have tomorrow. But we'll need to be looking at alternatives, presumably, unless it's a precaution. I'm sure it will be raised at the presser. Um, yeah, well, we, Liam and uh, Rory will be at the presser, yeah. and we'll have that press conference up for you so later this afternoon. Does that, that mean presumably Ayer and Jozo? It's only really the only option. I, I guess so, yeah. Uh, unless um, unless he went for Lustig and it's centre-half, but against Aberdeen, against Sam Cosgrove, I, I don't see that. I think he would go for the physicality of Simunovic. I don't yeah. think it would be again, annoys me because he shows flashes of being a good player yeah. and then he does something stupid. I don't think we'll ever get consistency out of him. Agreed? Yeah, I mean, as I say, if he has one of his good moments on Sunday, that would be... Um, Terrific. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Maybe he'll score a header from a corner. Uh, Maybe that'll happen. No! That will never happen. Uh, so somebody, just somebody on uh, Twitter, the people were retweeting Vinegar Hesselink's goal 
when we won the league up at Dundee United, and they were like, oh, that's the last goal we scored from a corner. By the way, yep. see that game on, on Tuesday on the podcast where you have to, ch- you know, Christian will give you criteria and you have to choose uh, players from that. It's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> so don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, Boud has the memory of a gnat, <laughs> but it's 20 seconds. It's like, this is a criteria, go. Um, so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I'm actually kind of, I want to involve everyone to just show them how how tough it is. I mean, Alan, 20 seconds, it's it's no time at all. And if I said to you, you know, uh, players, the, the foreign players that played under Tony Mowbray, you've got 20 seconds, go. Foreign players that played under to- Tony Mowbray. Your time's up. Dan- and that's the point. Dan- <laughs> Pressure. You understand. Uh, just fit it's it. in Braffite. Uh, so you would go Joso, you would go uh, Ayer with their up-to-date information uh, that Benkovic didn't train and is potentially out. You'd go Joso, you'd go Ayer, you'd go Tierney. Yes. Uh, let's take a Toljan. I'll start with this guy. I've got a pained face because I think I'm going to say Lustig. <laughs> Why? I, I, I think he's got the right... I think he's got the right temperament for the game. I, I, I probably prefer Toljan as a, as a player, but actually I think... Really, though? I, listen, I know I'm a, I'm a staunch Lustig fanatic. I think, he's, I think when Lustig's come back in... I think he's, he's done okay. Looked, but he's looked much better than he yeah. had, did in the first half. I think he was probably shattered. He was like just he a played, bit tired. He's 33. He's still a wee bit he tired. World Cup. He's 33, he's played at the World when Cup, he's just a wee bit tired. I, I, I find for me, Lustig, particularly under Lennon, I think when he was under Rodgers, he, he was always very disciplined and always knew that he can't heave the ball forward, but any pressure now, and he, it's acceptable for him to heave it forward. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the frustration. Get up the pitch. I, I think Toljan's really good going forward. He's a liability defensively, yeah. and that, that is a problem. That's the words of Alan Edgar. I, I, I mm. think... So. I, I think we've seen yeah. enough of Toljan to know that if it comes down to paying six or seven million pounds, I'm not sure that's the answer. Uh, I think we all. I think we all absolutely not. No, no definitely I mean, not. And, and 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 if anything, that's the beauty of the loan. That actually, you're like, mm, not that's, not quite for us. Doesn't quite work in Scotland. I mean, to be fair, if we said we'd have a uh, Brescia Dortmund fullback challenging Lustig, most people would say, "Well, Lustig doesn't have stand a chance." Yeah, but he does. Can, can we not just get Schmelzer from Dortmund? And <laughs> could we? Do you think we could? That, that hair. That hair. Could Absolutely. we get Schmelzer? He's got better hair than a current fullback. Do, do we, could mm. we get Schmelzer? You know no, I don't think Germany so. Germany stuff. So. No. You know Germany stuff. This is how... Yeah. You know Germany stuff. Called it for about Marcus stuff. Rose. Marco Rose. Marco Rose. Last yeah, week. he's gone. He's out. He's gone. Uh, Michael O'Neill has been put in as a second favourite. That would be shit. <laughs> is that, is that after Lennon still? Aye. Yeah. Are, we were... Uh, we, were, we were talking on our uh, on our WhatsApp about um, certain players, certain managers being linked that I'd take Lennon ahead of. Yeah, and Michael O'Neill is definitely one of them. For me, um, I, I, I keep bring, coming back to you know the subtitle of uh, Doctor Strangelove, and I feel like I am learning to stop worry and starting to love Neil Lennon with wow. some of these options. Martinez is really the only one of the realistic AVB? options. I would take EVB, but I reckon I, I think that's I think that's agent pre- paper talk trying to get another job. I would take him, EVB and Martinez. I would take over Lennon. EVB, but I'm but I'm getting more resigned to the fact that it's going to be Lennon and trying to learn how to love that. Good. I, I mean, he's coming to terms with it. This is yeah. the acceptance. I, I would take EVB. Uh, that is a two-year cycle manager. Yeah, that's the 
Well, that's what we need. In two, we need two good I, I, years. I don't know because then in two, I don't think he would improve us in Europe. I think it would be very similar. I think we would potentially do really well domestically. Under AVB, he's a, he is a good coach, a good manager. I don't know if he would take us far enough in Europe, which is, I know is a red line for a lot of fans. All of these people want the 10. Well, there seems to so be... So a two-year cycle my, is fine. My, my brother can, was saying that there seems to be a bit of a rumour that the, the board are... The, the way of thinking that I proposed in the WhatsApp the other day that actually sustainability should go out the window because this is two of the most important years in the club's history and actually if you can if you can bring in players that are actually going to get you over the line for those two years and that means reducing your cash reserves that might be worth it because this is a once in a decade potentially once in a lifetime opportunity uh, you, st- you agree with that? Yeah. If, if 10 in a row is the if we reach that, then it just gives the board the idea that after that, they can just batten down hatches, take the money. If we get 10 in a row, that would be amazing, but it shouldn't be at the expense of the long-term vision of your club. Which I, I also don't... Under- it it annoys me even the suggestion that you can get 10 in a row and still be in a good position in the year after it. The, the, th- the thing about the whole 10 in a row thing is any Celtic manager coming in should, should be winning the league. Yeah. So At this point, yeah. So we're, we're, I think we're almost creating this myth that, oh, we need to watch the next two years, we should be winning the league the next two years anyway. So, oh, any, Cel- any Celtic or, uh, from their point of view, Rangers managers coming in, or Rangers fans are always going to assume they're going to win the league, and if they don't, it's not good enough. We actually have money, we've got the best players, yeah. we should be winning the league. But, but, so but we can do both. I, I, I agree about doing both. I, I just think if, if you are on the, the, the south side of the city at the moment, uh, not, I'm so, on the not south the good side. south side, the bad south side, uh, the Ibrox bit um, are they going to be really worrying about the sustainability of their club for the next two years I think that will be out the window now whether or not they actually have the wherewithal to go and say right let's go and get an amazing £5 million player that can change things I don't think they do when they've, when they've gone and done that before it's been players like Barton guys who've not worked out who I, actually on paper look alright but have not worked out I call them farting <laughs> so so Urile, but I enjoy full time content next year. Full time yeah. content, stuff like calling Joy Barton, Joy Farton. Um, but you know what I predict is that Celtic will win ten in a row. Is that Rangers will go out of business trying to stop us, and uh, and I also predict the ass. Um, so Aberdeen Sunday semi final, Celtic versus Aberdeen. Uh, how would you would you change it any? Um, we know the back line. You're going to go with Lustig as well. Um, yeah, I probably would. Because um, I think if you get a goal and Lustig's on the pitch, you're less likely to concede. So I, I would do that. Hopefully, he doesn't prove me wrong on Sunday. What's your uh, midfield? You go, you go McGregor. You go Brown. You go. I, I'm going Brown and Cham with the condition that he plays higher up the park than Brown. And Cham and Brown. I, the first half against Rangers, I thought we played well. We looked we really, really, really well, good. Yeah. Um, and I would go with McGregor in there with them. Um, as well, but and Cham has got to play higher up the park. He can't come and take the ball off the defenders. That's got to be Scott Brown's job. He's got to keep that line in front of the. Do you want, do you want and Cham literally in the opposition half the whole time, almost? He's not a defensive player. He doesn't give his combative qualities. He's better on the ball. Combative. So, but if if he sits deep, which he likes to do, because he likes to take the ball and control the game. But if Brown's in that same space as him, then we we look horrible, flat, yeah, slow. And, but if he plays high up the park, he is a real threat. And him and McGregor can do that. Because Aberdeen yeah. are going to follow him, follow him about the park regardless anyway. So um, I, I would go with that. You go in Cham or you go Christie? 
Or you got Rogic. Say Rogic. If if he, if Rogic is is genuinely fit, then I think he's a player that has the ability to change that game. The question is: Is is he a hundred percent? Is he a hundred percent? I don't think Rogic's ever been hundred percent. To be honest with you, um, but. I was going to ask a point. There's no extra sub in the Scottish Cup like there is in the FA Cup, is there? Do you know you no, get that I, I, I don't, we don't have that rule yet. Like that, that would change. actually benefit, benefit us yeah. if it was going 120. Uh, so this guy's going in Cham, Brown and McGregor. I would actually potentially go the same. Um, bringing Christie on, I think there was a point made. I think it might have been Chris, Christian or Chrissy, uh, Chris or Manny. But bringing uh, Christie on would be more of an impactful with yeah, 20 minutes to did, go. Did very well against it, uh, Your front three, I think we'd all go with Eddie. I. I if Eddie yeah. doesn't play uh, Stewart's inquiry Forrest yep. so it does come down to that left hand side thoughts Sinclair Sinclair I mean, as well yeah. Sinclair for you Sinclair. as well I think I think I think Weir's got something coming on and again you've got a lot of players that can potentially change it but I think again Sinclair's played well against Aberdeen struggling to understand why he seems to have fallen so far out of favour over the past few so weeks. I think the, the problem with not playing Sinclair um, because there are alternatives people want to see Weir they want to see Buck uh, even Johnny Hayes, which could well happen, but th- those guys don't have the same discipline at playing as a left winger, because I know we've put McGregor out there a few times as well, but it takes away from what the team are trying to do, because they don't understand necessarily what it takes to be a left winger, yeah. when to come inside, when to stay wide, when to support the striker, when not to support the striker, yeah. and Sinclair does, and he's, he's got a good goal record. As I was say, he's got a goal him as well. Yeah, no yeah, pressure yeah. at but he is the best left winger we have at the club. I agree. Yeah. So start him. Also, he gives uh, Tierney that cover so that Tierney can overlap. He, he, he knows how to play with Tierney as well. Um, right, we need to we need to wrap up. Uh, Alan, what's your prediction? One one. One one. Who's your scorer? Eddie. And what is that? A replay or is that Celtic? Well, go through. Go through. Yeah. I think I think it'll be two one, but very very tight Celtic. Who's your scorers? Uh, Eddie and Forrest. Lovely. Uh, I'm going to stick with 2-1 uh, for my prediction from the pod. I think Eddie's going to get a double. Um, I think we'll be 2-0 up and they'll score. And, and then it'll be horrible. And then it'll be horrible for the last 10 minutes. But hey, that's life as a Celtic fan. Uh, thanks, Ian. Thank you so much. And Alan? I, I, by the way, I said I would give my pal a shout-out, Gordy. He's a, he's an, a fan of... Uh, a blue Rangers. nose. He's a blue nose, but he does well. He gives us numbers every week, so thank you, Gordy. Well, we'll boy. try and get some. You want any we'll shout outs? I have any content for you, but I, thank you for watching. I'd like to make a shout out. Give them fucking nothing. Yes! yes. I'm unshouting oh, out his pal. right in there. He, God, he's, he's calling you out. He's calling you out, mate. Marek, behind, I just want to say, Marek Robert does incredibly, unbelievably well, considering every week I forget to bring something. Yep. Uh, so, Marek, fantastic as always. I'm Chris Gallagher. We're the 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. Cheers. Ta-